Welcome to Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. I'm Frank Pesnite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we continue to discuss MTV's The Hills on our series, The Hills Have Size. Today we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 13, Young Hollywood. And young it was. Yes, it was very young. <laughs> um, before that, we have a little bit of house cleaning. And first of all, I would like to say sorry to everyone we took last week off. Um, because Mayor B was taking a much-needed vacation slash cavalcade of weddings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you had a wedding also since we took I a did, break. yes. So lots of weddings fun. And speaking of weddings, I would like to wish congratulations to loyal, loyal listener Sarah McLaughlin of Woo! Sarah Cecilia Jewelry fame, who got married on Saturday. And we wish her nothing but the best. Congratulations. And is that it? Um, uh, so the that's my only like non hills house cleaning. No, oh. I do have a little hills house cleaning. I almost yeah, posted it. this to the Twitter. I have um, several things, but I don't post stuff to the Twitter a lot because usually when I come across it, it's like two in the morning when I can't sleep, and I figured if I posted it, no one would see it anyway. Um, which, by the way, did you see what I posted to your Twitter? I don't think so. I tagged you. And it, I, t- I, tw- I don't get Twitter notifications, and I was on vacation, so um, I was just... You need to start, because, and everyone should go look at, if I guess, either my or Meredith's Twitter. I'm at Nana's Mink, and she's at Hey, It's Mare B. Um, because I was shopping with a friend on Saturday, and I went to the new Saks Off Fifth in um, Metro Center, mm-hmm. and they have an affliction section. <laughs> And I took some pictures, and I posted them to the Twitter. All right. I almost bought some stuff. I came very close, but it was all way too big. Okay. Well. But, but I came very close. <laughs> um, yeah, so my, uh, my um, house cleaning is that uh, on October 1st, there was a BuzzFeed article titled, 16 Songs by Celebrities That Are Actually Bangers, parentheses, Seriously. Number one was Our Girl Heidi's. Song Blackout. Amazing. Um, especially amazing because the 15th song was Leighton, Leighton Messler, or whatever her name is, with Starship, um, with Cobra Starship, which that's actually a really good song. They played on the radio yeah. all the time. But Heidi was number one. Our girl Heidi was number one. And I do have to say, I have that song on my phone. I listen to it all the time. Oh my God. I bet Heidi went insane. Oh, I'm sure she went insane. Who Hashtag. else is on the list? Um, well, unfortunately, I only screenshot. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I didn't want to have to pull up the actual thing. I mean, it was um, a Kim Kardashian's stupid song, Paris Hilton, Stars Are Blind, which I is actually, also an amazing song. I was, was going to say, four. was Paris Hilton, Stars Are Blind? It was number four. Kim Kardashian has a song? Oh, yeah. It's called Jam. It's terrible. Oh, I remember that <laughs> It's now. really, really bad. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Way to go, Heidi. Yeah, I know. So proud of her. Okay, so that's that's all my housekeeping. Amazing. So I want to give a quick thank you to a friend and loyal listener who left us a review on iTunes, but she preferred to stay anonymous, and on her review, she put in as her name, Belinda Blinks. Shut up. That's amazing. (laughs) As a tribute to the podcast, My Dad Wrote a Porno. It is what exactly what the title is. If those of you are interested, it's it's, it's hilarious. super good, you guys. Um, so what did our review say? Um, I haven't. <laughs> it's on my phone. I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Phone. I'll have to look it up because I don't have iTunes, so I can't look it up. Okay, I'll read it to you when we're done. And who's listening to us is ashamed. No, she's <laughs> she's not ashamed. I think. There is no shame in our game. <laughs> Be loud and proud. Her, her name's been mentioned in many an episode, oh, okay. but I think for her like <laughs> official iTunes review, she didn't want Apple tracking her. Maybe. There's shame in her game. There's I think she also game. just found it really amusing that she wanted to refer to herself as Blinda Oh, Blinks. I'm on board. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm very impressed with that. Um, well, that's awesome. So, 
Now to the Hills house cleaning. There were several things over the um, past few episodes that we said we were going to look up, and I finally did, and I have notes on it. But one little surprise that I found for you, my friend. What? The Boney Pony Ranch Uh is a real place. Shut up. Is it a brothel? (laughs) You're going to be so disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And you look so excited right now. I feel bad. So it was a place. It has since closed. Okay. It was a petting zoo in Malibu. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Why is she so enamored with this petting zoo that she's got a hundred shirts from it? I feel like it was like her first promotional gig. Like they went one time on their way home from Santa Barbara and they're like, hey, will you wear our shirt on your show? I swear. Who else would care about that? So we think that the petting zoo thought that their target demographic was the hills? So you can see their like closed down Yelp page, but they still Uh have a Facebook page and you can go through the albums and it's just like families posing with ostriches and stuff. That's so weird. Do you think it was like a known kitschy thing and someone made shirts out of it? I'm guessing it was like a petting zoo for rich people because it was in Malibu. And so it wasn't like a... No, but I mean, you know how like now, like right now at Urban Outfitters are selling Tower Records shirts. Like, do you think that like Maybe. some hit like Kitson or something was like, oh, we're going to make Bowie Pony Ranch shirts? That's what I searched for. That's why I wanted to look it up. That's amazing. Yeah. I wanted to find out where she bought the shirt and it turns out... At the actual Bony Pony Ranch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that is really, really, really good house cleaning. I like it. Yeah. So then the other bit of house cleaning that we had already talked about in episode 11, uh-huh. No More Mr. Nice Guy, our homo friend, Gavin. Yes. Okay. So that episode aired... Or Gavin, as I like to call oh, him. Oh, good one. So that episode aired on October 22nd, 2007. Gavin... And his interview, where he blew a hole in the episode that he guest starred on, came out October 26th, 2007. Whoa. I'm surprised he didn't get in trouble. I know. He wasted no time. It was on People.com. Wow. Yep. So. (laughs) I can't believe they don't have to sign non-disclosure agreements to be on the show. I bet they did after that. Yeah, I bet you're right. (laughs) So a few notes that I took, because I read the whole article, and I should have just pulled it up on my phone, but I took notes anyway. So he said, the headline says, you know, someone admits the Hills is scripted. Something like that. Yeah. And he said when he was filming with Brody after they cut the scene of them like at the grill or on the beach or whatever, Brody apologized to him and said like, sorry, bro, just trying to make good television. Oh, all right. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So then he said that he called Lauren a conversation killer. And when the interviewer asked what they talked about, he said, pop culture and Red Bull, (laughs) (laughs) which I completely believe. Yeah. And he said, the most interesting thing I got out of her was that she's not eating ice cream because her trainer told her not to. And then he ended his statement with, the lack of depth actually made me uncomfortable. How can nothing be all you people talk about? Well, he didn't exactly seem like Kierkegaard himself. I'm just, but part of it's really funny. I'm kind of incensed for Lauren. Like, <laughs> But I also think maybe that should be our new tagline. How can nothing be all we talk about? Yeah, well, <laughs> easily, yeah. Gavin. Yeah. Where are you now? Where is he now? Yeah. He sat on that story for four days. Four days. <sighs> yeah. So then, last bit of house cleaning. I'm going to try and wrap it up. Our girl, Elodie. Yeah? Looked her up. And? Found her on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. She is on Twitter. Uh-huh. So we need to start following Wait, her. We... <sighs> I know. Am I already... Are we already following her? Possibly. I mean, I went through the whole IMDb. Maybe she doesn't tweet. 
Yeah. Like when I set she up her Twitter, bit, I just went through everyone on the IMDb who had a Twitter and followed them. So uh-huh. I'll double check though. Yeah. So anyway, she is not working in event planning anymore. Okay. She is a search engine optimization expert, which is kind of fascinating. Oh. So she's like web geek stuff like myself. Um, and she works for Kelly Blue Book, that like car related company. Yeah. In Orange County. Interesting. Yeah. Before that, she was doing the same thing for Choice, the Choice Hotel Group in Phoenix. And now she's back in California. Bolt House is not listed on her experience on LinkedIn. Really? Yeah. And I went through her entire list of skills. This is what a garbage person I am. Nothing event related. Really? Yeah. I wonder if she was like their web person. You think? I don't know. And they were just like, oh, she makes for good TV and she's snarky and we're going to throw her in front of the camera? I have no idea. She had nothing event related, like not even, you know, you can always add things from previous jobs. Like I'm good so, at Google analytics. I'm good at event planning. I'm so good do at you carpet. Think that she yeah. continued to work at Bold House in a different capacity, like her original capacity. I have no idea. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I'll reach out to her on Twitter. I know. Guest star. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it though. And she went to Arizona state. Okay. Yep. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. I mean... Good honor, but I kind of wanted a bigger reveal. It also explains a lot about her clothing choices. It does. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Like totally. a lot. And her hair. Yeah. They just like yanked her out of the like tech closet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We can dive in. Oh, okay. So the episode starts with some scenes from last week that weren't really because they talk about Heidi's 21st birthday and I feel like that was not mentioned at all. Nope. In fact, I don't think it's been mentioned at all yet until this episode. Yeah. Um, and a little like mucky muck about the new young Hollywood <laughs> party. Um, the only thing that I thought was really funny was that, and this was still, it, it's weird because it wasn't previous scenes, but it was still before the intro when Lisa and Whitney and Lauren are all at the church talking yes. about the young Hollywood party and says that Whitney is going to be front of the house. Lauren's going to be back of the house. And Lisa Love says front of the house is really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I mean, I guess so. And then she tells Whitney and Lauren that they will be running the show. Yeah. But then she points out again with a little bit of shade. I'm counting on you, Whitney. Of course. Of course. Whitney, Whitney is the staff member at this point. We've established that. But still, she loves to, you know, make Lauren look bad. And she said, so I want everybody seated and the show to start promptly at 9 p.m. No screw ups. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies. My, together. my favorite thing about all of this, and this is always what bugged me when I would have to work for fashion shows and things like that, is like Lisa Love, everyone acts like it is life and death. Of course. And I so want to be like, so what if it's 10 minutes late? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like, what if like the models don't come? It's just clothes. It's just people walking around in clothes. Like, it's not like the world's not going to end. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, I think there are a lot of people like that. There are, but like, oh, I for think... sure. And I mean, I guess part of it, like, it's amazing you're into your career, and it should. But like, at the end of the day, like, come on, right? Like, it's not well, heart surgery, right? And she's probably stressed out because her boss is finally coming to town. Yeah, and Mark Jacobs is one of the you know biggest designers that they feature in the magazine. They don't want to mess up for his sake and blah blah blah. But yes, it's dumb. It's yeah. Plus, all the teens I know can afford Mark Jacob clothes. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a big market. Yeah. Oh my god. And when we get to that part... Yeah, I know. Teens is being kind. I know. Yeah. Okay. So then we're at Bolt House. 
And Kimberly goes into Heidi's office carrying a ginormous bouquet of red roses, or were they multicolored? I think they were just red. They were red, and then they had, like, not baby's breath, but some kind of, like, weird garnishy things on them. Yeah. Um, and Heidi is just freaking out. OMG. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're from Spencer. And the card says, uh, to the love of my life. It was like, happy 21st birthday. No, um, that's at the end, because I have a note about that at the end, but whatever. Oh. And you mean the end of the episode? or the No, end the, the end of the card. Oh, the end of the card. Okay. So anyway, he says something to the love of my life. Oh, you're the best thing that ever happened to uh-huh. me. Happy 21st birthday and to 100 more, more birthdays together. Yeah. <laughs> you going to be 121 years old there, yeah, Spencer? Yeah, totes. Okay. I think he'd be 124. Yeah. 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 Well, it's all those crystals. They're doing them well. Mm-hmm. So then um, Kimberly and Heidi have this exchange after she reads the card out loud to her friend. Okay. Yeah, I put stop trying to make Kimberly happen. I like, know. All of a sudden she's your friend. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck off. It gets worse later, fuck too. Fuck off. And... Kimberly says, hey, you want to do, like, a birthday lunch today? And she says, how's one o'clock? And Heidi just looks at her and says, perfect. Of course it's perfect. You're not doing anything else. No, we could go to lunch right now and spend yeah. the whole rest of the afternoon there. But then we have to watch Heidi fake type yeah. for a few seconds. Which is always we... fun. <laughs> she looks like the, um, in the movie Meet the Parents, when he goes to the airport and uh-huh. the woman's just, like, feverishly typing and ignoring him. That's what Heidi looks yeah. like. Yeah. Um... So then we visit uh, Audrina uh-huh. at Epic, and hanging Kiara. out with her buddy Kiara. And Frank and I both thought that they actually seem like friends. Yeah. They have like a nice rapport and they're friendly and, you know. Well, I think part of that too is that this is actually Audrina's job. Yeah. Like Epic is not fake. Like she, I mean, they don't film there enough. Like she, I think she actually is the receptionist at Epic Records. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, I think then you do bond with your real coworkers as opposed to like right. your fake me out people that you see once a week for five minutes. <laughs> so Audrina tells Kiara that she and Justin Bobby, finally JB is back, uh-huh. that they're going to see the band The Ruse at the Viper Room. Which is funny to me because when she first said it, I thought she said The Room. Yeah. The band The Room. And I had to go back later when they showed the name of the band and change my notes. Yeah. I, I could hear it, but it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Kiara makes some jokes about Justin Bobby and sort of says, what are you guys now? And Aud- Audrina ducks the question and Kiara basically says, oh, right. No labels. Well, and I would think that Audrina must be as sick of talking about this as we are because mm-hmm. it's fake for her too. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, it's, she's just got to be like, ugh, like I cannot. Yeah. So I think that's, that's how why I feel about it. she just didn't even respond. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have no more notes about that. You? No, that was it. Oh, I did put that Audrina is a band hoe. Yeah. Because she says that she wants to, like, get their CD to give to A&R people. But, like, she just wants to hang out with the band. I, which I appreciate on yeah. so many levels. She does kind of play A&R rep in this episode a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. But I feel like she played A&R rep, and we'll talk about it later, the way I would to get to hang out with the band. Yeah. Like, she has no power at the record label. No, and she actually says, I'll give your CD to an A&R person. She doesn't pretend to be one or anything. And you know how that's going to go? Um, hey, A&R person, I saw this great band and the receptionist here. Here's their CD. And the A&R person's going to go... <laughs> <laughs> and throw it on their desk and never look at it again. I know. They prob- they get hundreds or thousands of yeah. CDs and tapes a week, probably. Yeah, who the fuck are you, Audrina? <laughs> Go back to the front desk and answer the phone. Um, so then we are at lunch with Heidi and Kimberly. 
Yes. At a place called Food Court LA. Yeah, amaze. Sure. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Great. And Heidi says, I'll have to order a glass of wine with lunch because it's my first time. I roll. I mean, I guess she means her first legal time. I don't know. When you've been going out to clubs on television and drinking for years, is it that exciting to order a glass of wine at lunch? No, it's not at all. And in <laughs> fact, I stopped going out for a while after I turned 21 because it sucked all the fun of it out for me. Like the fact that it was then legal, I was like, oh, this is boring. <laughs> I'm such a normie now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. The, the booze lunch can be hard. You know, if she actually had a job. But, True. And, but I'm guessing she had that glass of Pinot Grigio and then just went home. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Although, I mean, if you did actually have to go back, a glass of wine just makes me sleepy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so she tells Kimberly that it's been her biggest growing year. Because so much has happened. Yeah. Okay. She's got a boyfriend. She lost all of her friends. Yeah. Okay. She now has the world's most boring life for someone on TV ever. Oh my God. Ever. So then... Kimberly tries to install some excitement in the scene, says, so what are you doing for your big 21st? What's the big plan? And Heidi says she's going to dinner with Spencer. Spencer and I are going to dinner. Actually, she said, Spencer's taking me on a surprise dinner tonight. Yeah. Well, if you know about it, it's not a surprise. And she met him at the restaurant, so she didn't even, it wasn't even a surprise as to where they were going. Yeah. Because he was out buying her gift right before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And there was some dubbed comment on Kimberly's behalf that was sort of something to the effect of, really, it's your 21st and you just want to spend the night with your boyfriend? It was dubbed, but yeah. valid question. Mm -hmm. We were all thinking it. And Heidi goes off on a very Justin Bobby-like kind of <laughs> about how like it begins and ends with Spencer. And my note says, he's the bottom line. That's what she says. Yeah. Okay. Um, Check. I would say more bottom of the barrel, but I get what she was going for there. <laughs> yeah. And I would appreciate the sentiment if they got no time together. You know, like right now, my husband and I don't get to see a lot of each other. We have one day a week. And if you ask me to hang out on that one day, I'm always busy. Yeah. Even if I don't even know that my husband has plans behind my back, I keep my calendar clear. It's my day. Heidi and Spencer do nothing but hang out all the time. But that's true to this day. I know. They just have no desire for other people in their lives. I know. It's kind of sweet, but also very, very creepy. Yes. And uh, well, I think the reason that it's creepy is because it wouldn't be creepy if they were hanging out together all the time without anyone else and so insular if it was equal. But I think the reason it's that way is because Spencer's a controlling psycho. Yeah. And doesn't want her to break free. Right. And she's okay with that. Like, I don't, you right. know. Well, even so, if he wasn't a controlling psycho, I think the part that makes me think it's creepy is that they don't have other couples' friends. Yeah. It's really just the two of them. It, you know, there are some couples that do everything together, but I feel like they, they're still social. I don't think Heidi and Spencer are social at all. No, they're not. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I kind of had to give up both of them on Snapchat. Like, I don't really watch their stories anymore because yeah. they're so boring and it's just him making coffee and walking the dogs. But, um, like, <laughs> other than his Brazilian, his Brazilian jiu-jitsu stuff, like, it is just the two of them hanging out in that house in Malibu. 
Like, I feel like it. they lie in bed all day with their mini dogs and crystals and watch Netflix or whatever. Well, but see, at least he leaves the house. She doesn't even leave the house. All her snaps are from that fucking house. She's either in the house or walking the dogs. He at least, like, goes out and gets food and goes to Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, none of hers. Like, if she's not with him, she's in that house. Yeah. I hope you're okay, Heidi. Yeah. Celebrate that BuzzFeed victory, girl. <laughs> Although she did just perform that song somewhere. Yeah, I think it was the Abbey. too. Yeah. At the Abbey. Yeah. All right. So I th- she- it was an impromptu performance, but... She left the house once. Yeah, she did. Okay. Well, progress. So then we are back at this church at the scene of the Young Hollywood Party. They are still doing setup before the show begins. Um, Lauren and Whitney are setting up gift bags, and they're wondering who's going to be there. I want to see the VIP list, etc. And they both admit that they're really nervous because it sounds like it's kind of a cluster mess. Cluster mess? Is it like cluster fuck? Yeah. <laughs> cluster mess is a thing. Okay. Um, it is today. I'm overtired. I also like that they, we were supposed to think that the, just the two of them are putting together the 1500 gift bags by themselves yeah. with no help whatsoever. Right. Yeah. It's great. It involved folding 1500 t-shirts. They couldn't, no. Yeah. Definitely not. So then we're still at the church and it wasn't Lisa Love. It was somebody else was walking Whitney around and kind of explaining what's going to happen with the front of the house. Apparently there's no assigned seating, which I don't believe for a second. Well, and did you understand the front row thing? Because they were like, they are assigned for the front row. Certain people are in the front row. And Lauren's like, well, is that row over there? Like, is that the front row? And she's like, well, no, that's not the front row. We're going to tell them it's the front row. And I'm like, the front row is the front row. I don't, how would you? So my thought about that was that there actually are rows of chairs then there are also love seats and sofas, and some of them are perpendicular to the runway. So I think if someone is sitting on the edge of the sofa, they were going to tell them they that were was front, front row. row. Okay. But really, front row meant like seated, so they could get pictures of these people there. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Um, but I still don't believe there's no assigned seating, because also when they zoom out later, you can see reserved signs on couches and things like that. Oh. They clearly had a head count and knew where they were going to put certain people. Well, I think maybe it wasn't assigned specific seating, but assigned areas. Because they were like, you guys are over here, and you guys are... So maybe that's what they meant? Yeah, but that's still assigned seating. Yeah, I don't know. Restaurants don't give you a, a chair number. They give you a table number. Very true. Well, yeah, but if you're at an event, I mean, if you're at a wedding, you have an assigned seat, like a specific seat. No, you have a table. Oh, I guess it's true. I don't know. Yeah. Dinner party? Yeah. I, 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 don't <laughs> I don't know. So then this woman who's walking Whitney around with the headset or whatever says that she has to seat 390 people in 15 minutes. Yes. But how come there were 1,500 gift bags? I thought they were expecting a crowd of 1,500 people. And that's originally what Lisa had asked for. Well, because I took it to mean that they were letting the people in 390 at a time. Oh. Okay. Like in waves. Okay. So it wasn't just a mad rush of 1,500 people all coming in at once. Fair enough. We also, doesn't the church have an upper deck? Yeah, but I don't think anything was going on up there. Maybe not. Maybe that was all Because they were in the upper area. deck when they were doing, like, they were in the balcony when they were doing the gift bag stuff. So right. I don't think anything was happening up there. I think it was all on the first floor. I don't know. Maybe they let, let the losers do standing room upstairs. Maybe. I don't know. 
Um, so then the event begins and we see some of the step and repeat and the red carpet. Oh, no, no, no. You're missing my favorite part. Oh, yeah. When Lauren and Whitney were talking about the walkie-talkies. Oh. And Lauren was like, I'm I seven the- and you're 11 and this is one. And, I, and Whitney was like, I don't get it. And I wrote in my notes, I don't get it either, Whitney. I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. I mean, I know she's talking about the channels, but I didn't get what she was like, go to seven, go to one, go to... I'm like, what the hell? Lauren is seven. Whitney is one. And then Lauren says, if you need to talk to me, go to 11. But wouldn't you just go to seven and be like, hey, Lauren? Yeah, I did. I'm, I'm with Whitney. Right. I don't no, get I'm it with Whitney too. I don't get it. I don't get why you would talk on a separate channel. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I didn't get side, it either. <laughs> side conversation? I don't know. Hashtag I'm with Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stand with Whitney. Yeah, aren't we all? Yeah. So then we get some shots of the step and repeat and these so called teens arriving at this party. We do see a few celebrities in the mix. However, the bulk of the crowd. Look like elementary schoolers. I'd say middle. Yes. Like 11, 12, tweens. That's elementary school. Sixth grade. Oh. Sixth grade's 12. Oh, well, where I come from, That's middle, middle school. school is 6th to 8th grade. 6th, 7th, and 8th. Okay. No. My elementary school went up to 6th grade. Oh, well, I can't speak to that. Okay. I guess where you come <laughs> from, people grow up slow. They've changed it since. <laughs> it has more to do with, like, population flow than anything else. Well, because there, there was only one school where I grew up that was a junior high school instead of a middle school, and it was 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. And I think right. the school that fed into that went up to 6th, but everywhere else it was just uh, middle school started in 6th grade. Long story short, these kids look like tweens. Yeah, they were young. They They're were babies. Young. Um, I did catch a glimpse of Emmy Rosum. Yeah. Um, and I forget what she was in at this time, but I feel like she... Because I only know her from Shameless. Right. No, she was in a, um, it was some movie not unlike The Princess Diaries. I know that's Anne Hathaway, but it was something, I feel like she was in something sort of like that. Okay. Um, and we also see Hayden Panettiere. Yep. And then we see Whitney go back to the back of the house to find Lauren, because I guess she didn't have her earpiece in, or she couldn't figure out the fucking... Well, Nina, Whitney didn't have her piece in half the time either anyway. Yeah, I know. So what's the point? So we see Whitney run to the back of the house to tell Lauren that they're starting 30 minutes late. And Lauren says, really? That late? She looks like someone just told her that her family had been murdered. Yeah. She's so shocked and horrified. She's appalled. Yeah. She basically looks at Whitney like, you're holding this up because you don't have your shit together. And why does she care? I don't know. She's clearly working for the night. What does she care? I mean, that gives her more time to like get shit organized backstage. Like, who cares? Yeah. Go hairspray a model. Yeah. 30 minutes also? That, What? Yeah, I know, whatever. You're not standing on a platform dive. (laughs) Whatever. So then where are we? Then we are at the Viper Room! So when I noticed we were at the Viper Room, I said R.I.P. River Phoenix. And what did you say, my dear? Um, I was actually at the Viper Room the night that River Phoenix died. Um, I was in LA that whole week. I love that the most boring episodes of The Hills produce our most exciting episodes. (laughs) Um, That was a very eventful week for me. I was out in LA. I'd helped a friend move out to... Well, I flew out there. He just moved out there to to go to LA and stay with him. And um, I was obsessed with going to the Viper Room because at the time, Joan Rivers had a talk show. And in the beginning of the talk show, she would do a segment called Gossip, Gossip, Gossip. And one of the Gossip, Gossip, Gossip articles was about how Shannon Doherty was banned from the Viper Room because she was stalking Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and so I was like, I am fucking going to the Viper Room. And I was only 20. So um, 
I went to the Viper Room a couple times when I was there. This was around Halloween. And um, not only was it, like, towards the end of my trip was when River died. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. He was there. Like, obviously, there was... I heard about it later, but it's like I saw him die. Um, but I also... After talking, and I got really drunk, and I kept telling everybody that, like, I was like, oh, I'm where Shannon Doherty can't be. Like, this is so amazing. And I'm, like, yakking it up. And I actually did blow with Gene Simmons in the bathroom, um, nice. which yeah, he looked old and terrible even then, and that was yeah. 23 years ago. Right. Um, and who should walk in to the Viper Room but Shannon Doherty? <gasps> um, and I completely freaked out and lost my mind, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And um, she was wearing a white cream suit. And I found out later it was the night of her wedding. That guy that she married. Like, and yeah. they came to the Viper Room afterwards because the pictures and people, she was wearing the same outfit. So I literally oh. got, she got pressed up against me. Like, chest to chest. And I did this. Like, literally couldn't talk. Just made weird noises. And scared her, I think. And she left. Like, <laughs> her party, like, ran away. And then I went back to the table where I'd been sitting with some randos. Because the, the booths at the Viper Room are the eight-seat booths. Like, uh, four on each side. They're very deep. And I was just, like, smoking cigarettes and hanging out with this girl with, like, a ski hat. She's, like, a skater girl. With, like, a ski hat and blonde hair. And I'm, like, baboning the fact that I was, like, oh, I missed my chance to, like, talk to Shannon Doherty. And I just want to meet celebrities. And I'm in, like... And I would not shut up about it. I talked about it for like 45 minutes and that girl went to go to the bathroom and her friend was like, hey, um, idiot, do you realize that you've been talking and telling Patricia Arquette all night that you wish you'd met someone famous? And this was when True Romance had just come out. And so she came back and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Blah. And then because I made a big deal, she also left. But it was a really good trip to LA. <laughs> Frank, I can't... <laughs> I feel like you blew it with two of your feminist icons back to back. I know, but I'm still Team Shannon forever, and oh. like I, I'm so sad. About How her did I not struggles. know, as your friend, that you had an actual physical run-in with Shanda? Oh yeah, well you know I stopped watching that until the day she left. I've not seen a single episode from when she when she left. I refuse in protest. Oh, I I mean Tiffany Amber Thiessen brought something to the table, and clearly I I kept watching. But I agree, it was not the shame. No. Not, not the shame. <laughs> not the shame. <laughs> it's not the same without Shannon Dorney. But yeah, so that's my Viper Room story. Oh Actually, wait, wait, wait. Oh, we'll, we'll post it on the thing. I have my Viper Room matches in the other room. We'll post them on the Instagram. Are they framed? No, no, no. They're just because they're the kind that come in the box. They're just on my on my um, oh. wall of uh, my... I have a bookcase full of uh, souvenirs in, okay. my, in my guest room. Okay, amazing. So, <laughs> we're at the... But your star can't touch them. No. <gasps> Well, you didn't know it was hers. I didn't, I know. <laughs> that homeless blonde woman next to you. Well, she was wearing, like, Jenko jeans. And, like, I mean, she looked like a skater. Like, yeah. she didn't look like a... So, <laughs> we're at the Viper Room <laughs> with Justin and Audrina and the band The Ruse. They are wearing matching leather motorcycle jackets, mm -hmm. of course. Audrina is wearing an oversized t-shirt with very strappy formal sandals. I noticed they're two-strap black patent. But I was have it a t-shirt dress? Like, was there anything under it? It actually just looked like an oversized t-shirt. Yeah, I think it was... I don't think she was wearing, like, jean shorts or anything. I think it was just, I just like meant a... she was wearing it as a dress, but yeah. it's really just an oversized t-shirt. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. even belted or anything. And then later I saw Justin Bobby's pants. He's wearing combat boots with cropped, flared pants. I thought they were culottes. Yeah. <laughs> they were, like, culotte clam diggers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we sh I should go out and buy a pair, though, because, like, everything Justin Bobby did ten years ago is now... I actually think if you and I were going to pick... A Halloween costume, his and hers from the hills. This is what we should wear. Oh, totes. Totes, my goats. Yeah. 
There you go. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get new combat boots though because mine got stolen in Italy. I have those exact shoes that Audrina was wearing. We may have to do it. Okay. No, if, I... if for nothing else, just to take a picture for the Instagram. <laughs> We'd be on an island of two. What else is new? <laughs> um, so then Audrina meets the band after the show outside on the sidewalk. They're, I guess, signing CDs out of the back of their van or some other cliche. Which is dumb because the Viper Room has downstairs, they have a merch area. Like, it's stupid. Also, like, they wouldn't be doing it out of their car. I, was that a self-funded CD? Because we've already established they're not signed. Yeah, I mean, it probably I guess was. So. Yeah. Um, so Adrina asks for the CD and says that she works at Epic Records and that she'll pass it on to an A&R guy. And the guy get, from the band gets understandably very excited about that and then invites her and Justin out with the band at a place called One down the street. One Sunset. One Sunset, yeah. And that's all I have about that. Well, I also wrote a little side note is, um, why can't Audrina get Bobby Rock signed? <laughs> yeah. Why can't she get Bobby Rock a, a deal yeah. at Epic? Well, I wondered if that's why Justin was being such a wet blanket. You know, was this like his musician snobbiness coming out? Like he doesn't like other bands because he's in one kind of thing? Maybe. I mean, but was he in a band back then? I mean, Bobby Rock has since the hills, so. Yeah. He's, but I mean, he's probably always Yeah. He's always been stuff. a musician yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Is he a drummer? I don't know. Oh my god. Isn't that terrible? Jessica Guilfoyle answered this question for us. I think he's a singer. Maybe. I don't think he's a drummer. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. He's not a drummer because he brought his guitar to Vegas, so he's probably a guitarist yeah. of some kind. I okay. mean, I think he sings. I think he's the lead singer. Please, how? what else would he be but the lead singer? And it's called Bobby Rock. You can't be called Bobby Rock and have a different person singing. Okay. Just saying. Well, he's... <laughs> His name's Justin. Yeah, I mean, that's true. he's such a weirdo. <laughs> so then we're at dinner, the twenty-first birthday. Dinner. And we don't know where because it didn't say. Yeah, and we even were wound to try and find out for you guys, and they still denied us. Yeah, but it was very like white lucite with containers of water in lucite, like with floating pink flowers, orchids. floating. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. Um, it almost looked like a Vegas restaurant. I was gonna say it reminded me of Vegas a lot. See, that would have almost made sense if they'd gone to Vegas. It still would have been lame, just the two of them, but that would almost have fit the birthday. It would have, yeah. So whatever. Spencer shows up late. Heidi orders a sparkling water and a water. I'm guessing because I'm hoping one, one of them was... likes still and one likes sparkling. I, I would hope so. I don't know. Um, and Spencer walks in with a huge Chanel shopping bag. Yep. And you can see the box with the ribbon sticking out the top. Yep. And Heidi starts freaking out immediately. And then she, you know, takes the box out of the bag and opens the box and pulls out this black leather Chanel bag. And she squeals like a piglet. I I don't even want to try and reenact it. I just wrote, Heidi gets the world's ugliest Chanel bag for her birthday. Yeah. It was hideous. Yeah. So she squeals in delight, mind you. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh my God, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Just freaking out. It is an oversized black hobo. Yep. With, I'm assuming the Chanel logos imprinted on the other side that was away from the camera. Maybe not, though. No. Not all of them have the imprint. I think we'll see it in the next yeah. episode. I'm, that, that's what Chanel does. They want, they want that right on the side. And then it has one big strap that kind of has that Chanel-style chain, but it's really thick. Yeah. Um... And Spencer lets Heidi know it's the new bag. It's only been out for like a week, he says. It almost looked like a giant saddle bag because it had that weird U shape to it. Yeah, but I think it was an oversized hobo. No, it was. Or, yeah. But I'm just saying the shape was very like like a U. Like it yeah. was elongated at the bottom. I don't know. It was ugly. It was yeah. Gross. So then Spencer sets it 
on his opposite side, you know, kind of away from the food and drink, understandably. And Heidi says, no, it's too far away. <laughs> like it's her new child, which yes. I guess it is. Gross. And then we watch them just sip on wine and sit next to each other when the scene cuts. And they, for all the times that they look happy together, they look very bored in this particular season. Yeah. Scene, sorry. Life. This particular life. Yeah, this particular life. So then we're back at the Young Hollywood Party. Which I have redubbed Night of a Thousand Nobodies. <laughs> <laughs> True. We see Selena Gomez, but this is baby Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. Disney's, Disney days. And lo and behold, there are seating problems. Of course. <laughs> this surprises no one. It's boring. Um, and then we see that there is an event producer. That's the title he's given. Clearly they hired a company to help them carry out this massive event. No kidding. And he informs Whitney of this notorious party crasher. We They don't show us who the party crasher is. But they say, he always does this. He's a front row crasher. He's always here. That one in the hat over there. And I asked Frank if it was him. It wasn't. Unfortunately not. Sad to say. <laughs> um, and this is where, even though Lauren and Whitney have been wearing these outfits all day, I noticed how cute Lauren looks. Yeah. She's wearing a black t-shirt and a black skirt. Maybe a it's just like a scoop neck short sleeve dress too, but it looked like two pieces, black flats with like a side pony, curled hair, but you know, all black for a fashion show. She made it look very cute. Um, and Whitney does not have her earpiece in again, totally defeating the purpose of the radio. Which also goes to show that neither of them are really producing this event because they couldn't be getting away with that without wearing their fucking earpieces. No. And interns don't produce fashion shows. Nope. Not even for Teen Vogue. Power bitches like Kelly Catrone produce fashion shows. Yeah. God. So Whitney runs back to the back of the house again and tells Lauren that they're ready to go. Gives her a double thumbs up and Lauren goes back and tells the back of the house guy they're ready to go. Woo! Start lining up. And then <gasps> Hillary Duff is coming. So Whitney actually puts in her earpiece and tries to figure out the radio for a second, but we all know <laughs> that's a lost cause. And she... They cut, and with her saying, Lauren, 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 and then they cut to Lauren saying, okay, good to go. Bum, bum, bum. Then we cut to break, then we come back from break. Yep. And Hillary Duff arrives. Yes. Um, And she was so yesterday, in her own words. O-M-G. Yeah. Rode hard and put away wet. It was rough, you guys. It was rough. It was real rough. (laughs) Real rough. Um, I'm not sure what happened to her hair. Uh, She was really... I feel like she was trying to be an Olsen twin really unsuccessfully. On the cover of Passport to Paris. Uh, Perhaps. She's wearing a fugly beret. A fugly beret, and her hair is brown, dark brown, and stringy. It looks like she put her finger in a light socket. Yeah. Yeah. Or her hair in a Cuisinart. Like, it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. And with her raggedy and brown hair... Yeah. And her black beret, she wore a red and white caftan, yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much. It, it hurt. It was so yesterday. I mean... Because Hilary Duff is adorable now. I know. She is the master of cute casual wear, I swear to God. She's always rocking booties and jeans and a cute top, which she does a lot, but she really nails it. Well, thank God she finally came into her own. Yeah. So yesterday, good one. So then we actually see the Marc Jacobs fashion show. 
Um, and I remember when this episode came out, I really liked the collection and my note, I still like it, but my notes refer to it as London fog slash Paddington bear. Yes. It's very 1970s British inspired. Very. Lots of plaid, lots of, you know, pea coats and toggles. And there's even a couple neckerchiefs. It was very Piccadilly Circus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I liked the Paddington bear thing. I do too. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Because they're all wearing kind of like brightly colored, like rain looking hats. (laughs) Yeah. It was pretty, it was pretty though. So then any more notes about? No. Okay. uh -uh. Then we're at one sunset with the ruse. And Audrina and Justin Bobby. Yeah. And Audrina orders a naughty schoolgirl. Which looked like the most fucking disgusting drink I've it ever really seen. Did. It came with a lollipop in it, you guys. And it had a colored sugar rim. Yeah. Ugh. My teeth were rotting just watching it. It looked like Hawaiian punch. And they were all drinking them. Justin Bobby, except for, all of them. Except for the band. They were drinking red wine. The whole band or just one guy? That one guy. Okay, because everyone else, there was a table was covered in those fucking lollipop drinks. And they were in every color. We're going to have to look that up. Maybe that was one sunset signature thing. It was disgusting. Um, I think for Audrina, though, it should have just been called a naughty girl. Because she doesn't really give a school vibe. Like, I don't get that for her. Naughty pool girl. Naughty pool girl. Yeah, naughty pool girl, I can see. That would work. Yeah. Um... So then the less cute member of the band. I think he was cute. Yeah, I thought the other guy was cuter. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. the other but the the one that was hot for her was, was cute. Yeah, he wasn't bad. Especially for a guy in a band. I mean, if he had invited me to the after after party, I might have gone for it. Yeah. So he invites Audrina to the after after party. Hmm. You don't say. So then we see cuter guy and less mm-hmm. cute guy both members of the band, at the bar, wondering if Audrina, Audrina is really with Justin Bobby or not. Yep. Because understandably, it's confusing as fuck and nobody knows. Exactly. So then, <laughs> I almost want you to describe this because I don't know if I can. So, less cute guy, the one who likes Audrina, talks to Justin Bobby oh and God. kind of... I have so many thoughts on this. Out of due diligence, asks if he has a green light to ask Audrina out. Yeah. And... He says, are you with Audrina? Justin says, we're cool. He said, oh, so you two hang out? Yeah, we hang out a lot. She's a good girl. We're, we're really cool. <laughs> Poor, less cute guys, real confused. As was I watching this, and I even know what's going on with him and Audrina. So then he says, so is she good to be asked out? Or something like that. And Justin answers with, she's pretty good. Oh, no. He doesn't say good when he asks. He says, um, so is she ask outable or something? And that's when Justin says, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. She's a good girl. She's pretty good. (laughs) What the fuck does that mean, Justin Bobby? What does that mean? Like, now, do we think... My note says, answer the question. Now, I'm wondering, though, if maybe this was just, like, let's play devil's advocate... Was Justin Bobby doing Audrina a solid because they're not together? This is all fake for TV. And maybe he was kind of doing the skirt the issue thing because in case she and really she liked knew, him. Yeah, he knew she wasn't into that guy. Maybe. No, I'm saying maybe she wasn't into the guy. Maybe he was doing it so if she was into him, then she could have him. Because Justin Bobby never says, no, stay away from her. No, I'm dating her. She just says she's pretty good. She's a good girl. Oh. 
I don't know. You I mean, can, if, you can if, take it either if way. If I was Van Guy, I would be like, okay, I'm going to ask her out then. You could take it either way. Maybe she wasn't into him at all because when they leave, she says something about the guy wouldn't stop touching her. Maybe she wasn't into it at all. And so he tried to make it sound like they were dating, but... I don't know. The whole thing was weird and yeah. stupid. And Justin Bobby has a severe communication problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. And we see them leave and that's when you get the full head-to-toe glimpse of both of their outfits. Also known as our Halloween costume. Um, well, I did love, though, that he... And this was kind of a genuine moment, I think, when she was seeing how handsy he was. And he was like, because he likes, he's got a crush Oh, on yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, that was kind of cute and yeah. funny. And Audrina says, but I'm going home with you. <laughs> no, you're going home with your oversized t-shirt. You're going to go home and brush your teeth, I hope, because you've had fucking 18 <laughs> gallons of sugar sloshed around your teeth. <laughs> you got a mouthful of cavities. Time oh, to take it home. God. So, then we do one final cut to dinner. I just wrote world's most boring 21st birthday party. Well, I do have a few notes because Heidi says, you know, last year with my birthday party and Audrina trying to crash, you know, it was just so stressful and this is so much easier and this is all I wanted. Yeah. You wanted a boring dinner, then a party full of friends there to see you in the VIP section of a club. Yeah. She wanted to sit next to her boyfriend while he played on his Blackberry and yep. stare off into space. Yep. And honestly, did you notice there was like 1,400 drinks and none of them had been drank? Yeah. So she sets down her glass of red wine and there are two glasses of rosé champagne in front of her and mm-hmm. they're both full. I'm there guessing... was a martini too. Like some kind of pink martini thing. Hmm. As well. Hmm. I feel like if a restaurant sends out drinks, they wouldn't send them out that quickly, but I don't know. Well, I could see Spencer doing something stupid, being like, oh, it's her birthday, so let's She'll have one everything. Yeah, like, exactly. I was just going to say that. Um, and there was one last cut to Lauren and Whitney leaving the Young Hollywood party and kind of high-fiving each other and way to go, boss lady. So much different than last year's party. The last Young Hollywood party. Is what We've come a long way from our first Young Hollywood party. And I'm sorry, but I don't want a fashion show at my Young Hollywood party. I want drinking and dancing, and I want the last Young Hollywood party. This was the most boring Young Hollywood party in the whole world. I also want Young Hollywood... It wasn't Holly- even a party. I want Young Hollywood to be a little less young. Yeah. I want, like, Can't that mean 20? 20? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I want coked up celebrities at my young Hollywood party. Yeah. I don't, I don't want, want a bunch of I don't want braces and rainbow stickers. No. no. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for episode 13, Young Hollywood. Uh, and we get scenes for the next. And um, all you need to know about next time is that Lauren and Heidi uh, finally meet up again and hash it out. There are encounters, as yeah. Whitney was There's saying. some good lines coming up, too. There's good some lines good lines coming up. Uh, So I think that's it. So we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. (sighs) And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at FranklyMareB. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyIt'sMareB. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.